You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I'm so delighted to bring to you the Word of God. And uh, we've been dealing with a series we call it Ruling Power. And uh, tonight, tonight we're going to talk about dominion over thoughts. Dominion over thoughts. Last week we looked at dominion over words. Uh, words are powerful but thoughts are even very powerful thoughts your thoughts are actually words but not spoken okay thoughts are unspoken words and so they also carry the same power maybe even more power um, your, 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 your thoughts have power to rule your thoughts actually rule your life without you knowing so your life goes in the direction of your most dominant thoughts and uh, if you want if you want if you really want to know why you are where you are just take a sum total of your thoughts and you will understand why you are where you are why your life is going the direction it's going it's because of what you've been thinking all right so thoughts are powerful the Bible tells us as a man thinks in his heart so is he so all you need to do is to think and then it becomes reality isn't it interesting uh, in the realm of the spirit thoughts are actually material thoughts are substance so um, it, 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 it's it's only in the natural we think that thoughts are just you know just um, I don't know how we think about it but we don't see it we don't think about it as substance but I'm telling you if you look at the scriptures that just there's just too much evidence in the scriptures to show that thoughts are, are actually material in the spirit so that's why you need to pay attention to to what you think you need to pay attention to what you allow in your mind what you allow to settle in your mind is going to become your reality tomorrow so what you feed your mind with today will determine how you, your tomorrow becomes all right so um, what you see today actually are substantiated thoughts everything that you see today are thoughts that have been substantiated what do I mean for instance every house you see used to be a thought in somebody's mind it was a thought in somebody's mind it was an imagination and then that thought was now captured on paper um, by an architect and then it was built but it started from the realm of thoughts so you see thoughts houses are thoughts that have been materialized okay the cars you see today the cars are thoughts in motion they are thoughts that have been materialized and are moving aeroplanes that you see these are thoughts remember the Wright brothers when they began to imagine um, uh, flying they began to imagine flying it was it started from their thoughts you know they thought about it long enough until they began to experiment experiment and look at where we are today it came as thoughts all right even the clothes you're wearing 
<laughs> Somebody thought about that and designed it and then they sewed it and now you're wearing it. So it goes on and on. The roads you were driving on, it, it started from thoughts. Somebody thought about it and then designed it, drew it. And then now they constructed it, okay? So it goes on and on and on. Okay, say, Pastor, what about nature? What about trees? What about birds and all of that? Those are also thoughts. God's thoughts materialize. So God's thoughts were now brought out and now we see the earth is the way it is because God thought it that way. God thought and then he created. You see, so thoughts are powerful. Thoughts are powerful. Your life your life, you cannot, in fact, let me put it this way, defeat begins with a thought. Defeat begins with a thought. It doesn't really begin, it doesn't begin with a circumstance. It begins with a thought. So, for you to be defeated, you need to think defeat. Your circumstance doesn't really matter as much as your thought. Alright? So, you can go through whatever situation, but if you're thinking is not trapped in your situation, then you are on your way out of that situation. Okay? Poverty, poverty begins with a thought. Yes, there is a spirit of poverty, but also there is a, a, a poverty mentality. There's a, there's a poverty mindset. And so, there is a way poor people think. It's different from the way uh, wealthy people think, you see. Yes, so um, thoughts are important, more important than many people want to even imagine. But the Bible is not silent about this. The Bible is just full of um, insights as to the, the power of thoughts. So if you're going to rule, if you're going to walk and you're going to exercise your ruling power, your dominion mandate. You cannot ignore the place of thoughts. You cannot ignore your thinking, you see. Yes. So don't just allow everything in your mind. You have, you have the right to determine what remains in your mind and what gets, um, what, what, what gets out of your mind. All right? So it's important that we pay attention to these things. Yeah. So... Poverty is a, is, is, is a way of thinking. It's a way of thinking. I'm telling you, it's a way of thinking. Now, uh, I want to read a scripture. Let's look at the book of, um, let's look at the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, and I want to read chapter 55, verse 11. Okay? Isaiah 55, verse 11, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God speaking. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Have you noticed, do you notice in this scripture that he's linking his ways to his thinking? So God is great because of the great thoughts he thinks. Alright? His, 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 his ways are higher than our ways. Why? Because his thinking is higher then our thinking, you see. So, the way your life goes is determined by the way you think. Yes. So, uh, and the word thought here in, in 
the word thought in the in the Hebrew is is mahasaba, right? And this word is interesting. The the word thought there. It can be interpreted work. So so you see when you think when you think thinking is part of work mental exercise is part of work yeah so that is important for you to bear in mind it also means purpose all right it means purpose it means plan yes masaba also has to do it means uh, it means invention can you imagine? So all the inventions you see today are thoughts materialized. These are thoughts materialized. And if you're a planner, then you're a thinker. You're a thinker. So it's important for us to pay attention to this because your ability to rule is directly related to your thinking. To how you think. Obviously, there are other factors, but thinking is a major, is a major part of rulership. It's a major part of rulership. So, uh, imagination is also a thought. It's part of thought. Yes, imagination is thoughts in picture. Hallelujah. So God has given you that ability. God has given you that ability to. To be like him. Do you know what? I'm telling you that God is the greatest thinker. God is the greatest thinker. He's a master thinker. In fact, I call him master thinker. There's nobody that thinks like God. I mean, look at the entire universe. Look at, look at, look, look at the earth. Look at the creation. You can see that a lot of thought has been put into it. A lot of thought has been put into it. All right, so thinking is important. Yes, success begins with a thought. Victory begins with a thought. You don't succeed by accident. You think it, and then you work it out. Whatever it is you think, remember, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yes, as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think victory, guess what? Your life becomes victorious. And that's why you need to watch the thoughts you accommodate. Because if you keep accommodating thoughts of defeat, that's exactly what your reality will be. That's what your reality will be. And I have news for you. The enemy of our soul has understood this. So God is a master thinker, but Satan is a master imitator. All right? He's a master imitator. Who does he imitate? Of course, he imitates the, the best, and that's God, right? He looks at what God does, then he imitates God. He imitates God. And because he imitates God, he, he, he seems to be succeeding. Why? Because God's ways always are accurate. God always succeeds. So if he begins to imitate God, 
even though he does it in a perverted way to pervert um, to pervert things and to further his wicked intentions but he takes the principles from God takes the principles from God and then he begins to apply them all right so in order for you to exercise if you are able to master and exercise dominion over thoughts what's going to happen is that because um because god is a master thinker and we know his thoughts are high high higher than our thoughts if you can get god's thoughts and put god's thoughts in your mind guess what that elevates your life immediately that takes you higher that puts you in a higher position automatically because you have filled your mind with God's thoughts. That's why the psalmist said, uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. So because of this, I want you to pay attention because if you are going to walk and you are going to exercise ruling power, you must dominate your thoughts. You must dominate your thoughts. Yes. And not just your thoughts, even thoughts from the enemy. Thoughts that Satan will break. Because I have news for you, Satan is busy every day projecting thoughts, releasing thoughts. He wants to shape your future. So what does he do? He sends pictures, thoughts, imaginations of the kind of future he has for you. And he wants you to accommodate them so that when you accommodate those thoughts, guess what? Your life goes in the direction of your dominant thought. As a man thinks, so is he. So, as a child of God who is made in God's image, after his likeness, he has given you dominion over the works of his hands, right? He has given you dominion, yes. And so, you need to exercise that dominion. But it also, you need to begin with your thinking begin with your thinking if you don't master this area you're going to get into trouble a lot of times many people are in trouble not because the devil is strong but because they accommodate the thoughts that weaken them there are thoughts that are engineered and designed and uh, to weaken your faith there are thoughts that are designed to keep you in the condition that you are in. So, you need to rule over those thoughts. Those thoughts that the enemy is sending your way, that is projecting into you. You need to rule over those thoughts. There was a time in Genesis chapter 6 that God saw that the thoughts and the imaginations of man's heart was continually evil because of those imaginations god decided to wipe out the entire human race send a flood to destroy it. but what the bible talks about there is the thought the imagination the thought from 
God saw from the thought, he could see the end of mankind and he could see those imaginations will continue to be evil. It's only going to go worse and worse and worse. It will never improve. So God decided to wipe out. Um, wipe out humanity at that time through the flood. We know the story. Noah's flood. That was what led to the flood. But it's interesting that God makes mention of, he makes mention of the thoughts. He makes mention of the imagination of man. Yes. So what about in the Tower of Babel? In the Tower of Babel, in Genesis chapter 11, God saw the, the imagination of man's heart. And he saw that they, the things that they have purposed to do, the things that they have thought to do. Huh? Remember the word, the word for, for thought. It's also the word for purpose. It's the word for plan. It's the word for work. It's the word for imagination. It's the word for invention. So they sat down, Nimrod and his, his colleagues, and they, they, they decided this is what we're going to do. We're going to embark on this project so that we don't get scattered uh, so that any time anybody goes around and he sees the, the, the tall building, he will come back. And the Bible says God had to now introduce languages in order to stop that project. Why? Because God saw that what they have imagined to do cannot be stopped. Amazing. So, so your thoughts actually program your life. Your thoughts program where you're going. And that's why if you can dominate this area, if you can dominate this area of your life, I'm telling you, you're going to see great things in life. You're going to see God do great things through you. Many people, God wants to use many people, but he cannot use them because of their thoughts. Their thoughts, they continue to think the wrong thoughts. And God struggles to get across to them. Well, maybe I shouldn't use the word struggle, but God, God doesn't can't endure certain kind of thoughts. You see, yeah. So we see that uh, the enemy, he's a master imitator, all right? God is a master thinker. Satan is a master imitator. So what does Satan do? Satan looks and says, okay, ah, God, this is how you work. So when God wants to use somebody, he puts certain thoughts into the mind of that person. Then Satan now decides, okay, fine. I also want to put thoughts into this person. So he begins to feed you with certain kind of thoughts. You start thinking. If, let me give you an example. Do you know that somebody cannot commit suicide without thinking? It's thoughts that lead to suicide. It's a certain kind of thought. That's why they call it mental illness. It's thoughts. His thoughts that Satan has programmed. And he keeps feeding the person, feeding the person, feeding the person, feeding the person. Those thoughts now begin to get hold of that person. And if something is not done to break that, it can lead to destruction. And that's, that's his plan. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So when he wants to rob you of your destiny, there are certain thoughts he will give to you. There are certain thoughts you get to you. For instance, how he robbed uh, Esau of his, of his birthright. Look at how he robbed him of his birthright. Gave him a thought. 
Come on, you're hungry. What's the birthright? Trade it for a bowl of porridge. Hmm? And, and Jacob, <laughs> being a, a schemer, you know, says, well, if you want this food, give me your birthright and you can have the food. And, and, and he says, ah, of what use is that? Give me food, I'm dying. And he ate the food. He ate the food, and, I, and, 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 you, and you know what happened, right? <laughs> he ate the food, and that was it. That was the end of his birthright. But the, it's, it's a particular kind of thinking that brought Esau to the place where he did not value his birthright. He did not value that which money cannot buy. He did not value the opportunity that was accorded to him to be the firstborn. He did not value that. It's a kind of thinking. It's a pattern of thinking. So I'm saying to you right now, whatever it is that you are thinking that is robbing you, I break it right now in the name of Jesus. I break every satanic thought pattern that is hindering you. In Jesus' name. We're going to go for a break and I'll come back and I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you from the word of God how you are going to activate your ruling power over thoughts. Okay. God bless. Welcome back. Fantastic. Yes. We are talking about dominion over thoughts. Over your thoughts. Over the thoughts that are projected um, at you as well over the thoughts of people, um, yeah, you have dominion. You have dominion and you need to exercise that dominion, okay? Yeah, and we said that um, your life, your life goes in the direction of your most dominant thought. So check your life. You are thinking. You are thinking about where, where you are right now is a result of your thinking. It's not just your thinking, there are other factors, but make no mistake about it, your thoughts um, play a strong determining role to where you are right now. So stop thinking defeat, stop thinking poverty, stop thinking failure, stop thinking um, uh, victim, stop, stop seeing yourself like that because God did not make you like that. If you go read the book of Genesis, God didn't, that's not the picture God has about you. So it's important for you to take God's thoughts and fill your mind with God's thoughts. Alright? Yeah. God is a master thinker. God is a master thinker. But uh, yeah, Satan is a master imitator. Alright? Satan is a master imitator and God wants you as man to also master your thought life. God wants you to be a master thinker like him. You need to think the right thoughts. Okay? Think the right thoughts. He wants you to use your thoughts to dominate. Hallelujah. Begin to rule through your thoughts. Let me read a scripture in um, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 18, um, sorry, Isaiah chapter 14. In chapter 14 of Isaiah, and I read verse 24, it says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. Can you imagine that? 
He says, as I have thought. So God's word, God's, God's thinking comes to pass. He just thinks and it happens. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So that's, that's to tell you, like I said initially, that thoughts in the spirit are substance. They're material. Yes. So your thoughts can substantiate in your life if you have a concentration of thoughts of victory, for instance, or thoughts of healing. You, you fill your mind with thoughts of healing eventually your father your life will start going in that direction okay so you have to be intentional God wants you to be a master thinker like him like him and we all think everybody thinks it's just that it depends on what we're thinking about some people every thought that passes through passes around they allow that to settle in their minds no not every thought not everything People are talking all the time. Why is it? Why is it that Satan loves using the airwaves? Why does he love the media so much? Because media has a way of shaping the thinking of a nation. It has a way of shaping the thinking of a nation. All right. So you find that whenever there is war, whenever there is war, or whenever there is a coup or whatever, you find out that um, one of the areas that they use strategically in warfare is communication. Why do they do that? Because they're trying to um, they're trying to shape the mind of the enemy. They want the enemy to think in a particular way. So they is part of the strategy of war. You sit down and you think, what is it? Or how do I want my enemy to think? You start, you start working that into the strategy and then start communicating that so that you feed those thoughts into the mind of the enemy. Sometimes they can, they can feed deceptive thoughts. They, that's why they use intelligence to get information and then they would use that to now um, get the enemy to start thinking in a particular way or to start planning in a particular way. Then they come from another way and then they defeat him. That's how Satan works. So he studies you, he looks at you, and then he decides this, I want this person. If I allow this person, this person is going to go this direction and it's going to cause problems for me. So I need to introduce this pattern of thinking so that this person um, doesn't go this direction and let this thinking influence this person to be like this or to go this direction. And uh, that's how he behaves all the time. He likes to do that. So you need to master that, okay? You need to master that. That would help you tremendously. And that brings me to a scripture in Romans, Romans chapter, chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, um, uh, be, not trans, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your mind is a vital part of your life. God gave you a mind. Why? Because God has a mind. 
And God wants you to use your mind correctly. He wants you to use your mind appropriately. He wants to use your, you to use your mind to dominate and to rule. Rule over the affairs of life. Rule over circumstances. Rule over situations. Rule over the enemy. Yes. So he says, don't, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. All right? So the, 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 I think it's the, uh, there is a translation, uh, Phillips, I think it's Phillips, yes, that says, do not allow this world to squeeze you into its mold. So there is a mold. There is a thinking pattern that has been established um, by the world. So the world wants you to think in a particular way. And that's why you hear the phrase, think out of the box. So sometimes you need to get out of that thinking in order to, for you to break through. You need to get out of that. So you must master how to get out of uh, certain paradigms of thinking. All right. So also in, in second, in second, um, second, Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4, he says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and bringing every high thing to the obedience of Christ. You're casting down imaginations, arguments, and imaginations. Everything that, every thought pattern, every thinking, every thinking of defeat that the enemy has successfully built around your life, you need to dominate those thoughts. Bring them down. Hallelujah. So that your life can now begin to blossom. You can now begin to flourish. You can now begin to be fruitful where you are. So there are certain thoughts that will not allow you to be fruitful. There are certain thoughts that will not allow you to succeed. There are certain thoughts that will not allow you huh, to, to enter into the next dimension that God has for you. So you need to master this area of your life. Okay, so if you are going to build your ruling power, I'm, give, I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you three things. Three things you need to do, okay, in order to break into into the power, into the your uh, break into the realm of dominion in thoughts and also in rulership. All right. So um, first of all, bear in mind that. Meditation is a vital key to dominating in your thought mind, uh, in, in, in the thoughts of your mind, all right? To dominate that area. You need to meditate on the Word of God. That's why the psalmist said in Psalm chapter 1, he says, um, Blessed is the man that dwells not in the counsel of the uh, ungodly and um, does not dwell in the seat of the sinners and the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He says, whatever he does will prosper. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers. Hallelujah. So meditation has a way of concentrating. It builds up your ruling power. It builds up your ruling power when you meditate in the word of God. It concentrates the power of God in you. Hallelujah. So when you begin to meditate, 
you, you make it a practice. And I'm not talking about transcendental meditation. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about biblical meditation. Biblical meditation has to do with you filling your mind with the word of God and speaking the word of God. All right. So that's how biblical meditation works. So if you do that day and night, in other words, on a daily basis, you should be meditating. Have something you're meditating on. And that way you are concentrating your ruling power. You're building up capacity. You're building up um, energy, spiritual energy. Do you know that thoughts have energy? Yes. Thoughts have energy spiritually. Yes. Hallelujah. So you, you're, you're, you're using that to build up, build up energy. Hmm? So what should you meditate on? There are, certain, there, there, there are three things. I mean, there are more, but I just want to give you three, okay? Three things for you to, to meditate on day and night. Number one, you need to meditate on your identity in Christ. Who are you in Christ? Who did God make you? I'll give you an example. Revelation 1 and 6 says, God has made us to be kings and priests unto God. If you will meditate on that as a king, you, you, you begin to meditate on your kingship. And you begin to meditate on that identity. Or you start meditating on you being an ambassador for Christ. You start meditating on that. Those are, those are, those are uh, identities of a, an authority figure. An authority figure. So by the time you start meditating on that, that takes you out of a mindset of poverty and defeat. I've never heard of a poor king. No. The kings usually are well resourced. Well resourced. So you start thinking like that. You're meditating on that. Day and night. Day and night. That's what Jesus made you. So think about that. Because when Satan comes, oftentimes he wants to attack your identity. He wants to bring thoughts that will cause you to question your identity. To question who you are. Alright? So through meditation, you are going to be, build the capacity to, 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 to defeat those kind of thoughts that Satan will bring. And that's why your father, when he... When he came to tempt Jesus, the first thing he said to him is, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. What is that? It's identity. So the temptation was linked to his identity. He's trying, he's trying to cast doubt on Jesus' identity. And thank God Jesus didn't fall for that. And neither should you or I. Yes, we shouldn't. So meditate on that. Know who you are. Know who you are. Know who God has made you. Know that you were made in God's image after his likeness. As he is, so are you in this world. Meditate on things like that. That is going to help you to develop ruling power. That is going to build up, build up, and concentrate your power to rule and dominate. Okay? So, you need, you need to do that. That's important. What else do you need to meditate on? You need to meditate on the ability that God has placed in you. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. 
So if God is in you and God is all-powerful, what does that mean? That means you can do much more than we think. So, and, and God loves it when you start thinking like that. Why? Because look at, there's a scripture in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. It says, now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So when you think it, God can do it. But you need to, you need to build that critical mass through meditation. Build it through meditation. When you do that through meditation in the word of God, you take the scriptures. That's why daily Bible reading should not be an option for you. Don't be too busy for the word of God. Even if it is one verse, take that one verse and meditate on it until the power in that verse explodes inside you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. This is one of the things, this is one of the missing ingredients in the lives of many believers. And that's why the, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised and I'm amazed at how some Christians behave as if Jesus did not do anything for them. What Jesus did is far, far, far beyond what you can even imagine. Yes. So... Meditate on the ability God has given to you. If you don't meditate on that, you will be like Moses that God called him. Go and meet Pharaoh. He says, no, I cannot speak. Meanwhile, God is giving him power there and he refuses. God had to compromise by giving him Aaron. All right. No, don't be like that. Meditate on the ability that God has given to you. God has invested something into you. And you need to be aware of that. He has put something in you. What is that? Ruling power. <laughs> power to dominate. Yes, he, he said that in the book of Genesis. He made man in his image after his likeness. And he blessed them and said, have dominion. Hallelujah. Then the next thing, number three, point number three, what should I meditate on? Meditate on what is available to you. What are the resources available to you by reason of your identity and by reason of the, your ability? There are certain things God has also made available to you. I'll give you an example. God has made available to you the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He's your helper. So you have the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Godhead, right there with you. He's available whenever you need him. He's available. You need to meditate on that. Think about that. And what else? You have the ministry of angels. God has given you ministering spirits. Angels are available to you to serve you. Meditate on things like that as well. So you now know that you are not a merciless, hopeless person who is dejected and so defeated and there's no way out. That's not possible. God is surprised that you are thinking like that. So I want you to know something, people of God. You have ruling power. God has given you dominion over the works of his hands and God expects you to use it. He expects you to use it. And one of the ways is by dominating the thought realm. Have dominion over thoughts. 
your thoughts should synchronize with the thoughts of God. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his thoughts from our thoughts and his ways from our ways. So when you meet a situation that seems higher than you, guess what? Look for a thought from the scriptures that is higher than that situation and start meditating on that. And guess what? It will elevate your thinking above that. And you father, you'll solve. There's no problem you cannot solve. No problem. Look at the life of Jesus. He was never clueless. There's always a solution. There's always an answer. There's always a way. You might not see it, but it's there. Hallelujah. It's available. You are, you are not trapped and, oh, no, there's no way out of this. There is a way out of it. So don't think there is no way. Think there is a way. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. That's so the songwriter says. And I believe that. So my brother, my sister, I want to trust God with you. That you will begin to exercise ruling power. You will begin to dominate. Dominate circumstances. I'm not saying you should dominate people. No. You need to dominate thoughts. Those thoughts that come into your mind. Start changing your thoughts. And replace them with the thoughts of God. Now, we've come to the end. And I, I want to pray for someone. If you are watching and listening. And you, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you don't know him as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray for you. And pray with you. And uh, that's the starting point. Yes. So just say this after me. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I open my, mind, my heart and I say, Jesus, come in. Come into my heart. Wash away my sins. And make me a new person. Give me a new identity. Jesus. Help me to live for you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I'll pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone watching right now. People that have had struggles with thoughts of inferiority, thoughts of defeat, thoughts of failure. Lord God, thoughts of insecurity. I come against those thoughts. I arrest them right now in the name of Jesus. I break their power over your life. And I release the thoughts of God over you. Let the thoughts of God wash you, wash your mind in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for, for your time. And I, I just ask that you would tell somebody about this broadcast. Share this with as many people as possible. And let's continue to advance the kingdom of God. God bless you. Pastor Roger and Nicola and all of my friends in every nation, Southern Africa, I look forward to being with you at our upcoming Build Conference, um, or now our Rebuild Conference. 
And uh, we're going to talk about what it means not only to build, but to rebuild. And when a storm comes through, it is pretty often that we have to rebuild. We just had a storm here in Nashville uh, the last few days and trees are down and fences are down and parts of houses uh, have blown away and there's rebuilding happening. And so as we come out of this global crisis, this global health crisis and financial crisis and relational crisis and even spiritual crisis, there will be some rebuilding. But no matter what we're building, no matter what we're rebuilding, no matter what the storm has hit, we have to build, according to Matthew 7, on the rock, and the rock is Christ. And so we're going to be talking about building on Christ, every part of our lives, our families, our businesses, our relationships being built on Christ. I look forward to being with you. This will be the first time I've ever been to South Africa without jet lag. We're coming to you online. I wish I could be there physically face to face with all of you, uh, but at least we'll be there uh, digitally. So look forward to seeing you at our Rebuild Conference soon. Thank you for joining us on Taking Territories with Eric Papital. If you are in the Johannesburg area, join us for worship at Every Nation Church Midrand. For more information on our ministry, please visit everynationmidrand.org. SOTV, global streamcasting for kingdom advancement. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.